Ladies and gentlemen, you are very welcome to this week's edition of the Roman Emperors. This week I'm looking at the Emperor Claudius, who was born on the 1st of August 10 BC in Gaul, which now we call France, into a Roman imperial family. Tiberius, the second emperor of Rome, was his uncle. Claudius suffered from physical disabilities, including a limp and a speech impediment, and so was therefore treated with disdain by his family, and not considered to be future emperor material. When Tiberius's successor, Caligula, was assassinated in January 41 AD, the Praetorian Guard found Claudius in the palace and claimed him as emperor. The Senate held out against Claudius for two days, but then accepted him. Claudius took several steps to legitimize his rule against potential usurpers, most of them emphasizing his place within the Julio-Claudian family as being problematic. Since Claudius was the first emperor proclaimed on the initiative of the Praetorian Guard instead of the Senate, his repute suffered at the hands of commentators such as Seneca. Moreover, he was the first emperor who resorted to bribery as a means to secure army loyalty and also rewarded the soldiers of the Praetorian Guard that had elevated him. Under Claudius, the empire underwent its first major expansion since the reign of Augustus. The provinces of Thrace, Norcium, Lycia, Judea were annexed, or put under direct rule, under various circumstances during his term. The most far-reaching conquest was that of Britannia, Britain was an attractive target for Rome because of its material wealth, its mines, and also slaves, as well as being a haven for Gallic rebels. Claudius himself travelled to the island after the completion of initial offences, bringing with him reinforcements and also elephants. His personal appearance at the climax of the expedition, the crossing of the Thames, and the capture of Camelodunum, otherwise known as Colchester were prompted by his need of popularity and glory. He left after 16 days, but remained in the provinces for some time. The Senate granted him a triumph for his efforts. As Emperor, Claudius conducted a consensus in 48 AD and found that there was nearly 6 million Roman citizens. An increase of around a million since the consensus conducted at the time of Augustus's death. He had helped increase the number through the foundation of Roman colonies that were granted blanket citizenship. Regarding civil administration, many measures demonstrate Claudius's enlightened policy. He improved in detail the judicial system, and in his dealings with the provinces, he favoured a moderate extension of Roman citizenship by individual and collective grants. Regarding religious policy, Claudius respected tradition. He revived old religious ceremonies, and according to his biographer, Suetonius, in Claudius, during a period of troubles, Claudius expelled the Jews from Rome for a short time. Christians may also have been involved. Elsewhere, he confirmed existing Jewish rights and privileges. And in Alexandria, he helped to protect Jews without provoking Egyptian nationalism. One of the very interesting things about Claudius's reign is the fact that he paid special attention to transportation. Throughout Italy and the provinces he built roads and canals and among these was a very large canal leading from the Rhine to the sea, as well as a road from Italy to Germany. 
Closer to Rome, he built a navigable canal on the Tiber, leading to Portus, his new port just north of Ostia. This port was constructed in a semicircle with two moles and a lighthouse at its mouth. And when I say mole, by the way, I'm talking about a massive structure, usually of stone, used as a pier or breakwater or a causeway between places separated by water. This construction also had the effect of reducing flooding in Rome. Regarding Claudius's general policy, well, he increased the control of the emperor over the treasury and the provincial administration and also apparently gave jurisdiction in fiscal matters to his own governors in the senatorial provinces. He created a kind of cabinet of freed men on whom he bestowed honours to superintend various branches of the administration. According to his biographer Suetonius, Claudius was extraordinarily fond of games. He is said to have risen with the crowd after gladiatorial matches and even given unrestrained praise to the fighters. Claudius also presided over many new and also original events. He organised a performance of the secular games marking the 800th anniversary of the founding of Rome. Claudius also presented naval battles to mark the attempted draining of Fucine Lake, as well as many other public games and shows. At Ostia, in front of a crowd of spectators, Claudius fought a killer whale, which was trapped in the harbour. The event was witnessed by Pliny the Elder. And should we trust his word? Well, as a Roman author, naturalist, natural philosopher, naval and army commander of the early Roman Empire, I'm going to go with yes. Yes, apparently a killer whale was actually seen in the harbour of Ostia, locked in combat with the Emperor Claudius. The Emperor ordered that a large array of nets be stretched across the mouths of the harbour and setting out in person with the Praetorian cohorts for... Just a little bit of moral support, one would think, gave a show to the Roman people. Soldiers were showering lances from attacking ships, one of which Pliny the Elder saw swamped by the beast's water spout and sunk. Well, killer whales aside, there were several coups attempted made during Claudius's reign, resulting in the deaths of many senators. Yes, a lot of senators tried many different conspiracies and were condemned. Even Claudius's son-in-law was executed for his part in a conspiracy along with his own father. Now, I can't believe I've gone this far talking about the Emperor Claudius without even mentioning his marriage. Yes, his marriage with Messalina ended in 48 AD, when she apparently conspired against him and according to the historian Tacitus, conducted a public marriage ceremony with her lover, Gaius Silius. Messalina and Silius were killed and Claudius married his niece, Agrippina, an act contrary to Roman law which he then therefore changed. To satisfy Agrippina's lust for power, Claudius had to adopt her son, who achieved later fame as the Emperor Nero which was to the disadvantage of his own son, Britannicus. In addition, the new commander of the guards, Africanus Burrus, was protected by Agrippina. Roman tradition is unanimous in stating that Claudius was poisoned by Agrippina on October 13th, 54 AD, though many different details differ in many different accounts. 
Earlier I mentioned that Claudius suffered from physical disabilities. Well, the historian Suetonius describes the physical manifestations of Claudius's afflictions in relatively good detail. His knees were weak and gave way under him, and his head shook. He stammered, and his speech was confused. He slobbered, and his nose ran when he was excited. As a person, ancient historians described Claudius as generous and lowbrow, a man who sometimes lunched with the plebeians. However, they also paint him as bloodthirsty, cruel, overly fond of gladiatorial combat and executions, and very quick to anger. Claudius himself acknowledged the latter trait and apologised publicly for his temper. Tacitus, Suetonius, and later historian Dio Crassus attribute Claudius's mistakes to infirmity of character and the influence of his wives and the freed men. They echo the hostility of the upper class against the emperor, who in spite of his words, had been unfavourable to them. That this tradition is one-sided is shown by the surviving documents of his reign and the energy of which Claudius carried out the affairs of government. And so, what are we to take then from the Emperor Claudius? What kind of emperor was he? In a sentence, Claudius was an efficient emperor.